welcome to the CrossFit Oakland podcast. In this episode, Mike, Robin, and Ben talk about resiliency. They talk about how we've been building resiliency, how you all are much tougher and stronger and more resilient than you'll ever realize. They talk about the mental approaches of resiliency, talk about the body's ability to be resilient. They also tell the stories of resiliency that they're struggling through and working through right now. They talk about how CrossFit Oakland has been resilient for 15 years and even some great stories there. It is a wonderful episode, a heartwarming episode. Hopefully you really enjoy it and get inspired and acknowledge the resiliency you have in your life. We hope you're hanging in there, CrossFit Oakland, and we really love and care for you. Take care, enjoy this episode, and we'll see you soon. guys welcome back we're gonna do and we're doing another podcast here this is the world's greatest crossfit oakland podcast um oftentimes we're talking about something very narrow something specifically related to fitness we're gonna go a little broader and it's not necessarily a thing that although it happens in the gym and we train for it it's uh it's a broader topic and it's very relevant to what we're going through these days with the sip order in place okay and it is resilience okay i'm going to start with a little definition i like it because it has two different ones that i'm looking at and they both apply to us the first definition of resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties semicolon toughness okay we'll we'll talk about that in a second i'm just going to read the definitions the second one this one's equally as important the ability of a substance or object to spring back into shape, semicolon, elasticity, okay? So there's a great jumping off point. We're gonna go, we're gonna touch the physical, we're gonna touch the mental, the emotional, um, we're gonna touch from an individual perspective, maybe from a collective perspective as well, and we're gonna even tie it into CrossFit Oakland, the gym, the business as well. Uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about was the physical part. That's something that we can all grasp right now. Uh, and our workouts are the things, the tools that we're going to use that I would implore all of you guys to use right now to continue to build resiliency, okay? Just by the very nature of working out, by disrupting homeostasis, you're building resiliency, okay? And that's the... Um, and I would say that that's the first part, the toughness part, okay? We'll talk about mental toughness in a sec. Very important. By the way, I do want to give a plug, you guys. You can find it on our Instagram account, CrossFit Oakland and uh, Uptown as well. Uh, you can uh, find this article that Lekka wrote on mental toughness, okay? It's on our blog. The On Instagram, you'll link directly to it. So please read that. It's well worth your time, and it's very, very timely as well, okay? So when we work out, we're disrupting, when we work out and we're doing it right, we're disrupting homeostasis, our current state. This is, this is a perfect scenario because we want to throw our body off just a little bit, not too much, so that it will then come back stronger and tougher the next time. And we've really, there's one layer additional it's that we're not doing the traditional workouts 
I shouldn't say traditional because I'm not a traditional person anyway. The, the workouts that we've been doing for a while in the gym, okay? So these are very different workouts that we're doing right now, and that's going to even help your resiliency even more. Um, Robin had an interesting point about how, how these workouts have really helped her, and I was hoping she would elaborate on that. Uh, could you be more specific? I have lots of thoughts on these workouts. How, how maybe like you were sore, like you were sore. I mean, you were a consistent, you train oh, five yeah. days a week, but these workouts and you would think that the stuff that we did before would make us ready for anything, but you, you've been consistently sore or at least were initially during these first couple of weeks. Yeah. No, it's been every day, and um, I've been doing them, you know, same schedule as everyone else, five days on, two days off, and yeah, I, I've been shocked by how much I get up every morning, and it's not injury sore. It's not, I blew out my shoulder, oh, my back is sore. It's more like, that's the, that's what it's supposed to feel like, and I can feel myself getting stronger. It's pretty cool. Absolutely. And Ben, you've been, you've been, you've been gaining that re- resiliency in a way that's different for you typically because you're you're you, of our coaches you're very comfortable or of the three people talking right now robin is too you're very comfortable on a barbell but you've had to challenge yourself in different ways and this is great because it's building resiliency and it's filling in a hole that you maybe didn't even know you had um prior to the um sip order yeah so th- this has been kind of shocking and scary for me um you you one knowing me like barbell is is home like 16 years touching a barbell in some form or fashion i mean every week of my life so for two weeks i have not touched a single barbell and it's there's an itch trust me there's a big itch but what i'm finding is because of the resiliency i've built up and this is where like it's the attitude or like physical preparedness of like no i just got to do the work like can I show up and do the work that is prescribed or written for me and take the same attack that I take with um, the barbell on this weird sandbag that looks nothing like it and just go, nope, pick it up and move it. And it's going to be weird. It's going to be different, but still applying that same like suck to it. And then the other thing is like with my residency now, it's like, oh, remember how you weigh 240 pounds, 230 pounds? Yeah, you better be on yourself because now you got to move that in a whole lot of different ways. And so it's where like the folks like me who love the barbell, like we're getting opened up. Like I'm going to get whooped in about every workout by Mike right now. And it's kind of funny to watch because it's like, oh yeah, like we did the reverse burpees the other day. Oh, this is a big hole in Ben's game. (laughs) He's not resilient to rolling and getting up off the ground because of things he hasn't been working on. And it, and so it's, what's going to be cool is what I'm challenging myself in the next month is how do I build a new style of resiliency? So when I go back to the barbell, and this is actually something I'm betting on myself is I want to go back to the barbell in the first week, maybe it's a little easy, but in that second week, I want to start testing things again and seeing like, did my back squat actually go up? Did my snatch go up? Even though I haven't touched a barbell in a month, two months, however long this takes, And my guess is because of what we're doing. And I mean, we were talking the other day about how the sandbag grip is so weird and my hands like can't open. Um, But I know that that's going to allow me to hold on to things a lot better. 
all of the pulling and pushing that I'm doing on my body, I'm going to be much stronger and balanced there. I think that's what's so cool about what we're doing is we're going to build this new resiliency to, to things we, we never thought we needed to. Um, and along those lines, I think there's, there's two avenues that I think we, we've kind of done in the gym really, really well for folks. The first is the physical resiliency of recovery. Like the, the definition I thought really hit it. Like, can you do something and then physically recover and come back the next day? And even more so, like I've seen it in new clients. Um, there's a, there's a great example of a client who his first three workouts, he spent along the fence, no matter how much I scaled him, no matter how much I did it, but he's built the resiliency now to where he's in zoom classes and he's fine. And he's like, yeah, I'm pushing way harder and I'm crushing myself still. But an hour after I feel completely normal, completely fine, completely like I could work out again. And I'm like, that's, that's the goal. And then it's even more so like we do them. We were doing a lot in the gym before is like the four minutes of work four minutes of rest and seeing if you could match in the next four minutes. Like, I think that's resiliency that we forget is like what we're training because in life, it's not always like go for a really long time. It's sometimes like do a little work, go do something else, do a little work, rest, and then go do something else. And I think we forget that that's, it's a very like metaphorical thing for life. Like we're cooking lunch and then we're eating lunch and sitting and relaxing. And then we're cleaning the kitchen. Like, those pieces and being resilient to the stuff that's around us is super important. And then my last thought there is like the imbalances of life. Um, Robin demoed this today, literally teaching class, good shoulder, bad shoulder. <laughs> you know, we, we don't want to label something, but um, what's going to be cool is because now we don't, we're not loading as heavy and we're now looking at how well does your right leg work? How well does your left leg work? And the resiliency you can build to going back to pushing on both legs. Or in Robin's case, we're going to make both shoulders move and work in the same patterns and motions. Um, and Robin, you want to talk about how we've found that dish soap and laundry detergent actually are going to help your shoulder get a lot stronger because they allow you to be in a better position? Yeah, I actually wanted to touch on the, the fact that not just me, but, um, but I'm a great example. Like my shoulder does not feel like it does when I... I'm done testing it with a barbell. It's sore in a, in a healthy, normal way and both sides. So I'm not having that, those issues right now. Yeah, it's weaker, but, um, but being able to get in those good positions and do lots of, uh, one arm work, but also work together with them and not being locked in the plane of a barbell has been really healthy. And I'm hoping people will find that their little owies, their elbows and their knees, and maybe they're like my feet. I was thinking, all this running and jumping, my plantar fasciitis is going to come back. No, it's not. It's, it's probably just getting stronger. My feet are probably getting stronger. And, um, so yeah, I think I, hopefully if you do have injuries or just little tweaks that this will give you a chance to heal those, but also get stronger in other areas that will support that, that joint later when you get back to the barbell. Barbells are not forgiving. Um, and they, and they're so much fun that we can't lay off them. But sometimes it's healthier to lay off the barbell if you're if you have an injury or if you have an imbalance. And I just wanted to touch on that underscore that point because a lot of people think that they're not getting more resilient or stronger if they're not continuing to make gains. We'll just say the barbell in this case. I want to make another side point about the barbell in a second. Um, but you actually get you'll get stronger, fitter. We'll just use the word fitter since that's like a common. CrossFit phase, 
by actually getting rid of those nicks and dings, even if you don't, even if you sacrifice a little bit in barbell strength, the overall organism is going to be much stronger if you're able to move through ranges of motion that you previously couldn't, if you're cleaning something up. I'll use myself as an example. Not, not proud of it. I used to be a guy who could do pistols cold, and I no longer can. I, I think it's mostly through disuse. Okay, disuse. I we had a pistol workout in the open, and that was probably the first time I did pistols in like two years. Okay, so now I'm personally recommitting to get getting back to being able to do left. I, I can do them on my right leg still, but left leg pistols cold. And I actually have um, a progression I'm working with, and I want to share that with you guys. And it requires no equipment, and there are three different movements that you can do. But side point, I'm re- recommitting. This is the perfect opportunity for you guys to do as well. Well, to doing those things that you can't do, okay, that you currently can't do for whatever reason. And it's not sexy, but it's going to make you way better. Working progressions is hard, but that doesn't have to be, I mean, that's the same in this, like a barbell. Um, If you want to get better at the snatch, you have to work these little pieces of it. It's the same thing with our body. We have to, we have to work these little pieces, these little progressions, and that's going to make you overall much better and then when you go back to the barbell you're going to be able to perform a lot better because it's going to unlock a lot of things that are inhibiting you currently the thing about the barbell and i I would love to just say the thing about x because but but we will talk about barbell simply because a lot of people say i don't have a barbell how am i going to make gains blah 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 the thing about the barbell is it gives you great gains but it's also it also blinds you It, it creates holes there are things that the barbell can cover up especially if you're just looking at numbers like my back squat went up whatever 50 pounds which is something to celebrate but along the way you're you're now doing a hip shift you're doing all kinds of other things you're rounding your back you've lost essential function for the sake of this very narrow training outcome and that's that's this now is the perfect opportunity to address those a la the pistol work that I'm doing Okay. And I know there are a million other opportunities for all of you out there. And I will continue to plug checking in with us. If, if you can't figure out what you need to be working on, check in with us because we have some ideas about what you can be working on. Um, I and think Mike, that's – that, yeah, that go point, ahead. Man. To that point, I think what's cool is now um, we're, we're also making people more resilient through that. Like we, you know, we touched on how we are resilient and what this is. But like what's cool is now – we're making tissues and tendons more resilient. Like, because now, you know, you're going to make, being able to do that pistol on that left leg, Mike, is now means when you get into a back squat, your left leg is going to work better. So now the body's going to be more resilient and go, oh, I can use that. And now it spreads across the body. The body doesn't compensate. Boom, 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 boom. And now all of a sudden your back squat gets better. Also a hundred reps of squats become easy. You know, the body's like, oh, yeah, I can maintain and do that and, and work that. Um, and we haven't touched on it yet, but we are going to do – at-home workouts tend to be more volume. No matter what you do, no matter how well we program, like because weights are usually lighter and things like that, it's a lot of volume. And we're monitoring that. But what's really cool in us trying to make sure you stay resilient through this and stay physically ready um, is the tempo work. Whereas like – now, because we don't have as much load to put on us with barbells and things, I mean, it allows us to do tempo work 
which if you study the literature and study what things are, that's how you build your tendons is that slow eccentric concentric. So slow up and down the pauses, the being able to hold in proper positions and those type of things builds your tendons. So if like you have the aches and pains in joints, you have the elbow bursitis or you have the golfer's elbow, like this is where that tempo work around that movement alleviate some of that. And you look at tendonitis and tendinopathy and those types of things like, boom, now us just slowing down, like literally slowing you down and saying, hold this position, control this position, boom, 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 boom. It's, it, that's where the magic's going to come resiliency wise and make you make your tendons be able to tolerate more and make you feel hold like a position. Yeah. Own the position. You got to own the positions. And preventing injury. I mean, the, the muscles get really strong. The tendons take a lot longer and we neglect them and we don't focus on them. And then, boom, something blows or something tweaks or, you know, and this is a great, great way to be forced into doing your prehab. Yeah. yeah. And that's a common thing that we hear, too, is like, I don't know what happened. I, I just picked up this... Uh, dollar bill off the floor and I threw out my back It's such a fluke accident. It really wasn't. It was the millions of other reps that you did before that. The other things that you neglected that did that. It's not like the little uh, nickel that you picked up and suddenly your back went out. It's, it's the total load versus your capacity and load can be so many different things. And I think we, we forget that sometimes, but that's also why we work out is to tolerate loads and then also be able to have a greater capacity or in this case, a greater resilience to life, whether that's- Some of us overestimate our capacity too. Ne- right, I've never Mike? done that, never done that. Never, <laughs> never, yeah. <laughs> never seen that one happen. <laughs> yeah, never seen my shins bleed before. Oh. <laughs> um, or seen, seen, I've never seen myself drop something on my head before, <laughs> like two days ago. Um, <laughs> Uh, but so I think we're, we're doing a good job of building a case for why these workouts work for physical resiliency. But I got to say, as much as I've loved this training cycle, and I really do see it as I, I mentioned this in the town hall that I don't see this um, removal of certain training tools as an impediment. I see it as a huge opportunity. I see it even if only as a woo woo word, a, a blessing. Okay. Um, and I really do. I honestly think that it's given me an opportunity to kind of reframe how I think about my own training. I'm always thinking about how I think about your guys's training, but my own, and it's been really helpful in that regard. But the biggest thing is let's not, let's not sugarcoat it. This is a tough situation we're in right now. There's a lot of scary stuff out there and just the kind of the, the disease that that's underlying all this. We, we got to be really careful about that. And so with all these things, the one thing that I can count on during the day, and God, some of these workouts, I hate them. I almost throw up in some of them. They're terrible. But the one thing that I can count on, like clockwork, is that once I get done with that workout, I won't say everything in the world is right, but everything within myself is right for that very moment. And it's really, these workouts are helping me stay resilient, stay upbeat, stay feel like I can take on whatever is thrown at me. Now that doesn't mean be careless or reckless, especially with regard to coronavirus guys. You got to still maintain the social distancing protocols. Um, make sure you're doing all the hand washing, all the stuff that we've heard about, 
But the nice thing is we have this extra kind of bullet in the chamber now. We have these workouts that will help us stay physically resilient and also just mentally resilient. And, and it, it's, I would say that's more important for me these days than the physical performance. I'm using this opportunity to work on things that I don't have, like I already mentioned, and I'm using it for mental resilience. I think that's, that's what's really important right now. Um, I have a couple le- weird little sayings when it comes to mental and workouts. Um, one thing I, I, I constantly talk about in, in this is like, one of the reasons I work out is so that I don't give a damn. <laughs> like it, it, it goes to like, I will do a workout and I'll, I'll go and have to run 10 errands and it'll be chaos and like traffic and like people being stupid with grocery carts, whatever, you know, like, and I'll just slow down and go, I, you just made me do Fran. Like I throw what you want at me, yell at me for whatever. I don't care because I'm, as long as you don't make me go do a hundred more burpees, I'm going to be fine. And I think that's one thing like this training and physicalness of exercise gives us sometimes it gives you a, a patience or a mindset of now nah, I can take this. I can, I can stand in here in this long Costco line and just stand here and hang out because I, I know that <laughs> nobody's going to yell at me to go do burpees or do this thing. Or like, I don't have to put up with Mike judging my squat and telling me it's terrible um, again and again and again. Uh, it, it's like, I just, okay, fine. You can cut in front of me. Like I, I, I it will not bother me and I'll be fine the rest of the day. Like, I think what we forget sometimes is like how that, that, that whole like pain portion of these workouts and the mental capacity we're building kind of allows you a little more leeway in life. Like it allows you to put up with a little more of the nonsense of life. Like, oh yeah, that, that's not so bad. Like, yeah, it sucks. It's uncomfortable. I don't like this, but eh, there's, there's a lot worse <laughs> out there with with what I could be doing in a workout or like, you know, midway through an 18 minute AMRAP and you look at the clock and go, oh, I, I'm only eight minutes in. You kind of you kind of relax. We've all been there. Yeah. You kind of relax when you're outside of that. Build the coping mechanisms for, um, and we talk about this with with the kids that we train. You know, we're teaching them. Yeah, sometimes life is uncomfortable. Sometimes it's it's yucky. Sometimes you have to have those conversations you don't want to have. Sometimes it's cold. Sometimes it's hot. Like, uh, get through it. Figure it out. Don't quit. You can't quit. You have to finish. Um, You will find a way. Uh, yeah, your heart rate's spiking and you're like panicking and you figure out a way. And I mean, that's taught me so much. Like I'm still super soft, but, um, but I know when I'm in those icky places, I'm like, I know this will end because my 20 minute in AMRAP ended eventually. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing to remember is like a lot of us are a lot stronger than we recognize. I think we consistently surprise ourselves in the gym, but I, I watch it every day and I go, people amaze me every single day in the gym. Like, holy cow, they, they were dying and they went over and picked that back up. They were dying and they went out for that run. You know, they, they were on their walkabout, but the moment I turned and said one word to them, they walked right back over and executed. I think, I think what I, I, I would applaud all of you. And Robin says she's soft. I would guarantee if we looked at Robin from years before CrossFit, she would not, she would be considered a much solid, more rock hard person than, that soft, that softness that she thinks. So I think, and that's that I've seen that in a lot of people. It's like, oh yeah, 
like this sucks, but I'm going to get through this and I'm stronger in this mentally. And I think that's, what's really cool. Like give yourselves some pats on the back. Like I, I really mean that is you all are a lot stronger than you realize and can handle a lot more than you know. Um, and I've seen it. I've literally seen it every single day in the gym coaching. Like, yep, there it is. Like so-and-so did something I didn't expect them to do. And they did something they didn't expect to do. And they so just let's, crushed let's it. Let's shift a little bit because I think we've made the case that we're getting physically and mentally more resilient through our workouts. But um, I think we were talking earlier about how we are getting stronger um, in our bodies in other ways. Um, exercise, good nutrition, sleep, all the stuff that we work on has helped us build this kind of buffer against um, disease in general. And um, hopefully, you know, the scaring of this, and, and this disease can hit anybody, no matter how healthy they are. But I feel like this is a time when we need to continue to keep building that buffer of um, health and wellness so that we can fight whatever's out there. And this is just a really good reminder of all the scary diseases and germs and all of that that's out there. And, and the stronger we can make ourselves, the better chance we have. Sorry, that's, exactly. a, big, that's a big pivot. But. Yeah, no, 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 that's perfect. Yeah, and so that's the thing. We have this buffer. You guys train. You don't want to give it away. now. And you guys are all more resilient than you think. And you guys have all been sticking with the training. And that's exactly exactly what you want to do. You don't want to fall back now. So you continue doing what you've been doing and you make fit, fitness resilience, you make it a practice. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's a skill like nothing else, uh, like no different than anything else. And it's something that you can train. It's something that you can learn and it's practice. I mean, you guys know me, I'm all about practice. I like skill work. I, I see strength as a skill. I see all these uh, things, these physical traits as skills that can be developed. And that's what you want to continue to do. And Robin touched on it, ways that you can um, add to this resiliency, make sure that you're eating good foods, make sure that you're um, getting good sleep. Uh, wouldn't want to be in this situation, but there are some silver linings. Many of you don't have to wake up at the crack of dawn now or before that, oh, dark 30. Um, you're able to sleep a little bit more. This is a perfect opportunity. It's not unlike the pistol thing to work on the things that you couldn't work on before. A lot of you guys need to be focusing on that sleep. Another thing I wanted to talk about, and it's the most important one, it's the one that's all taken away from us in terms of physical distance, but you want to maintain those social connections. And in case you hadn't heard, we have Zoom classes, you guys. And I mentioned earlier the individual and the collective. I think collectively, we're, we're more resilient when we're all with one another, albeit looking through a computer screen when we're training together. It's going to make each individual stronger. So we got to stick to it, guys. We got to stay on it. And you guys got to continue to come and train and laugh with one another and 6 p.m. You guys especially talk trash with one another. Thank you, Angela. And um, it's just stuff like that, guys. We got we got to stick to it, and we'll get through it. And that's how we get resilient. We work together. We work together towards something, and that something is going to be fitness for our very direct kind of goal. But it's going to be resiliency and health, and that's really what it's all about. And, and uh, we, we cannot leave this podcast without talking about 
the, the scary, uncertain, not, not normal, you know, mindset that we all have been through and are still in, you know, we're worried about finances. We're worried about, you know, how we're going to get through this. What's the new normal going to be like, how long is it going to be And that anxiety? I mean, obviously you can fight that with, you know, with, um, you know, Lekka's mental toughness, her meditation, all of that is great. Um, getting together with other people. Um, but I, I think it'd be fun to do a little round table because we're not immune to that. And we've all been struggling with that. We, we kind of feel strongly about sharing that with you and how we've kind of tried to deal with it. I mean, I'll start if you want. Go for it, Robin. Okay, <laughs> uh, I had my one, no, several meltdowns, but one in particular. And uh, at the beginning of this, you know, this is our business and we're very protective of it and it's our heart and it's our soul. And, and it's scary to think of it going away. Um, that on top of, you know, the, the family and the, the husband's job and people getting sick and our friends out there and healthcare, um, being unprotected. There's just so many things to be, um, scared about and anxious about and it all came crushing down. And I know my way of coping, um, was obviously to talk to other people and that helped a lot. Um, and, and this is, this is to Ben and Mike and I, we talk a lot. And one of the things we did is to agree to focus on serving you guys and on keeping you guys safe and sane and fit and, and happy. And that's, that's really been super helpful. It's eased my anxiety a hundred percent, like taking that focus off me and putting it out to you guys. So thank you for everything. I mean, I love the zoom classes. It is, it is so awesome for me and it helps me so much. Um, so that's just been my thing. And just a little side note, I write down my day now, like the structure of every like hour that I write it on a legal pad and that's very calming to me in the morning. Like this is what I'm doing today. Um, so those are just my two things that I've been doing. Before, before we jump any further, cause you, you mentioned business Robin and this is, this is a story I need to hear because I don't, I get, I hear the, the whispers, the prison yard, the workouts outside, I would love for you and Mike to talk about what CFO has literally been through in 15 years of business and how resilient this thing has been over so many uncertainties and, and kind of talk through some examples there. I will get to that, but you need to share your freak out story. And then <laughs> Mike needs to talk about his coping mechanisms too. Not skipping you. Oh, all right. I was holding on to it. Um, so I'll go, I'll go current freak out story and then the mindset I have behind it. So I told Robin about this. It's a really funny story. Um, I did a full 180, 360 degree um, freak out in a shower uh, moment. <laughs> so taking a shower, I usually take, I'm like a five to 10 minute shower. I think I took a 15 to 20 minute shower in the first week. Um, and it literally was, I ran the gamut of like complete freak out, never going to coach again. This is all falling down apart. Like everything's wrong. Oh my God, everything's falling apart. Like, what am I going to do? How am I going to get out of this? All the things that I love about coaching and, and helping people. And, and the whole reason why I chased this with such a passion and what it gives for me completely felt like I was going to lose it in, in this 20 minute window. And then it all came to like, okay, what are we going to do? And everything started clicking. It was like, okay, we're going to take this step. We're going to take this step. We're going to focus on this. We're going to do that. We're going to focus on that. Boom, 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 boom. And it was like, by the end of my shower and turning it off, I was like, all right, we're, we're going to be all right. 
or this, this is okay, this or that. Um, and it comes back to two phrases. The first phrase was a podcast I just listened to and I shared it with Mike and Robin. Um, it's next breath. So um, it's, it's always thinking and finding that next breath. So what's the next little one thing I can do? I can't control the world right now. There are so many, it, it, the goalposts are constantly moving. Things are constantly changing. You know, this and that is always there. It's like, okay, what's the one little thing I can do? And when you think about breath, that's the one, like you can live days without food. You can live days without water. You can live days without shelter, but you can only live minutes without air. And so it's like, it's find that next breath, find that next breath. And I think that for me has been my focus. It's, it's almost meditative, but it's almost like, just catch my breath. Like even in workouts lately, it's been like, just catch your breath, go hit the thing again, catch your breath, go hit the thing again. Um, which has been really important to me. And then another more personal and this one, this one, you guys are going to have to buy me a couple tequilas and we're going to have to sit down and really talk. Um, I have a really good friend. Um, I lost a long time ago named Mark and his saying was, it could always be worse or it, 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 he had two sayings. It could always be worse. And Hey, at least we didn't get shot at today. And so when I, when I think about this situation and I think about that, um, I think about those things and I go, no, I, I got a lot. I got a lot to be grateful for today. And I got a lot to be happy about. And even though the shit is hitting the fan in every form and fashion, I take, I say Mark's little saying, and it, it's funny cause it, I'll, I'll go into it a little bit. There were days when I definitely threw things at Mark because he said that to me. And so that like reminding myself of take the next breath and it could always be way worse. Um, I think that for me is helping me be more resilient through this whole situation and everything. And like my freak outs of all this and that. Yeah, I guess, um, we'll segue into the business in a second, but related to the business, I don't, I haven't had as much anxiety around that. And it's because of what we've been through as a business. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that, but I do. I get anxiety over in this new normal, like these other things, like having to do like a town hall meeting, like the first one I had to do, I barely slept the night before because I was so nervous about doing a town hall meeting. As you guys know, I'm going to, many of you know, I'm kind of like, I would say an extreme introvert. And I always wonder why I even got into coaching. I, I mean, I guess the passion overrode the national, the natural personality traits that I possess. Um, to get into coaching, but yeah, any of those types of things just like have really, and also in my household life, my wife is like a real people person. She always, I mean, she just has a big heart. She always wants to be around people. And because it's only the two of us, I mean, she always wants to be around me, which for an introvert is really hard 24 seven, 365. Um, but to that end, even the, so I've had to figure out ways to create my space, which would be like a workout or I go outside a lot. Um, and she understands she gets it. But for the first few days, it was a real challenge, maybe for the first week, even, um, one of the things that does ironically, cause I just talked about how I need space. I have dinner every night with Connie and we kind of talk about our day and um, catch up. Because a lot of times, even though we're in the same house, we're literally working. I have my little office. She's out in the kitchen the whole day. So um, uh, 
one of the things that changed actually was I was able to reclaim the office. At first, she wanted me out there in the kitchen with her, which didn't work very well. But um, so that's helped out a lot. So it's just creating little spaces for myself has really helped. And I would encourage all of you guys to do that. Even if you're far on the extroversion scale, take five minutes every day, kind of say what you're grateful for, get outside, get some fresh air, stay away from people. But um do that kind of stuff. And then of course the other the other thing that's helped me a lot, I already mentioned it, is the workouts. The workouts have been very great for the mental side of my health. And <clears throat> I think that's all I gotta say about that. But I wanted to talk about the business because there are very few people that know that remember the uh, even well, definitely the early days. I think Joe and Connie and Robin were the only ones there in the very early days. Tamara was there too. Tamara was at the old Broadway facility. When we started out, guys, we had about 10 and then it quickly moved up to 20 people. And all we had was one rower, one barbell, and then like a standard set of plates. So as you can imagine, we didn't use a barbell very often because if we were going to do like everyone work up to a set of five with 10 people on one barbell, it wasn't going to go very quickly. So um, we did, and a lot of times people would bring their own weights. So this is like bare bones. We had to be super creative with the way we programmed. And I mean, I didn't know if we were going to make it month to month, but I mean, we're here 15 years later. And that's like a very... Um, I did a, we did a podcast with Adrian Bosman a while back, if you guys haven't listened to that one. And he actually agreed with me that being, having limited equipment and even a limited facility is probably the best thing that can happen as a coach, as a, as a gym, because you learn how to um, be creative and to get people the fitness they need. Okay. So that's part one of the business, but the one that more people remember because there are some of those people around still are when stupid Mike tried to jump the gun and move into the gym before we had gone through the permitting um, mm. process. And we promptly got kicked out of our space. We still had to pay rent on it. Um, but with the, the terms of the, basically the city caught us and we were totally in the wrong. It was our fault, but um, they said, you can, you can continue to, work here but you cannot occupy the inside of the building so basically it's the same place as 67th street where you, where we all train now we did for three months and it was from what was it robin june to september or something like that yeah, exactly june to september and we trained outside every day we would the coaches me often because i was there back then i was the 6 a.m guy and robin too We'd roll, we would roll the freaking barbells out. We had all these, um, had all these things on wheels and we would just roll everything out. And then the last class of the day, we'd roll it back in and we would just do our workouts out there every day. And I thought as I secretly thought it was miserable because I, just because of all that extra setup work, but Man, people have such fond memories. Every every year, the people who are around say, well, you know, we should do some prison yard workouts. I mean, we got really creative out there. And it was actually kind of fun. Just like now, we made fun because a lot of people got super jacked and tan while that happened because uh, it was summertime. Um, people would, uh, males would have their shirts off. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was, it was a fun era. And guess what, guys? We couldn't do pull-ups. And it still didn't matter 
we, we still figured out ways to get pulling it. And so I guess that's why I have faith in you guys. And that's why I have faith in the business. But, um, and I am also very grateful for all the support that you guys are um, giving through the business and showing up to Zoom classes, continuing to pay your monthly dues. That's a huge help. Thank you very much for that, everyone. But I know we can. I know we can make it work, and I know we can last, and I know we're going to be fine because the the business is resilient. Okay, that doesn't mean it's going to be hard. We're going to be scraping by here for a couple of months, but I just have faith we're going to do it. Only because of past experience. Only because of everything that we've talked about in this hour. Yeah, you left out a little bit of that story. The like, and, and it's very similar. There's a lot of carryover. Is that that anxiety that uh, that was linked to that that time in the business? I mean, I was sitting in the office thinking I would just have to sign some paper and we'd be good to go. And they told us, no, you can't go in your building. Uh, you can't even petition to go back in for six weeks. In the meantime, you have to put thousands, many thousands of dollars of uh, changes into the building. And even then you might not get your permit. And I'm just like, don't cry, don't cry. Like just trying not to cry because to me, that was it. Like we were done. There was no way where we were going to survive. Um, I told Mike and that was like one of the hardest conversations I've ever had with Mike. And um, I'm getting a little teary just thinking about it. Like, yeah, it was all fun and games to the clients out in the prison yard. And it was to me too. I love that part too, but it was really scary, uncertain time for us. And, um, and it was amazing how we got through it and we had the help of the community. I'm going to throw out Sarah Mulhauser and, and Flo's uh, son-in-law, Chris Peak. I mean, these were people that really, really helped us. Like we couldn't have done it without them. And then yeah. we no, no clients canceled. Like everybody stayed with us the entire three plus months. Uh, we were sure that we would lose our business and our community and, and we didn't. Yeah. I did forget to say, I, I, I glossed over how much I, so I haven't had as much anxiety, like I said, over this one, but I did. I mean, I, I remember calling Chris and crying because I, I didn't think we would make it even for another day. I mean, it was, it was, Behind the scenes, it was really difficult for me. But again, it's just like a workout. It might have crushed me at the time, but it made me stronger. So now I feel better prepared to take on this current um, SIP order and this coronavirus um, thing that's hovering over all of us and impacting all of us every day. So through that experience, it's no different than a workout. I feel a lot stronger. But yeah, that was definitely... That was, I've never had anxiety over the business like I did during that time period, for sure. Thanks for reminding me of that. <laughs> Sorry. And nobody got more jacked and tan than Mike. I got to pull up some of those pictures. Because, uh, Mike in his white beater and he'd ride his bike. He rode his bike to work. Uh, yeah. yeah, he'd show up on his bike. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it wasn't all bad. No, for sure. And this isn't either. This is, we're going to come out of this and have some, some good stories. I, I, I know. I know we will. I mean, I already do. I already have my family workouts. We're doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 3 o'clock. If anyone wants to virtually join us. Um, and then every night, uh, I don't know why I'm sharing this, but it makes me so happy. Every night, my boys go play catch on the street with their dad. It's either baseball or football. It's like 15 minutes. It's just their little thing that they've started doing. And 
those things are, you know, that there was no way that was going to happen without this. So there are some nice right. silver linings. For sure. Anything you want to add, Ben, before think, we sign out? Um, the big thing, and I think it's to Robin's point, is, is find that thing that you're grateful for every day. Um, I think when you start to look at what, what we do have, it, that, that changes things a lot. I, like what Robin, I, I watch the stories that Robin posts on that and I go, that warms my heart. Like, cause that's, I remember doing that with my dad and like all of that. And it's like, that's the stuff like, yeah, it sucks right now. Like there's no ifs, ands or buts about it. When the two year old is screaming and crying and you have a boss on the phone with you and you're trying to manage 10 million things, it sucks. Like I, I wish I could throw you the lifeline, but I'm sure that there are, that I think a parent said to me once, it's 95% terrible but that 5% of amazing is worth every bit of that 95. And so just if it's 1% a day, if it's the one sip of coffee before everything breaks down in the morning, whatever it is, find that little thing. And I promise you that will make a world of difference getting through this. And that, and that's what I, the biggest thing I've been reminding people on calls or like anything like that. It's just like, Find the one, the little things, the little things, they, they really matter and they really add up right now. And if you can do that, the resilience, you, you'll come to realize very quickly, oh, wow, I'm far more resilient. I'm getting through this far better than I ever recognized. And I think that's the, that empathy and gratitude to yourself will make a big difference as we go through this. And, and I want to put it out there. If you can't find that thing, if you're really drowning, call, text me, Ben, Mike, whoever you feel comfortable with. That's what we're here for. This is what we're focused on. Like I said in the beginning, that's what's getting me through this is is connecting with you guys. And I know it, it, there are going to be times with everybody. Just reach out, please, please, please. You you have our numbers. If you don't, info at CrossFitOakland.com. We will answer them. We're here for you. All right. I think that does it, guys. Once again, thanks for tuning in. And um, we'll talk to you soon.